Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast episode. Now, today we're actually going to be talking about the best time management tips for teachers. And I know that sounds completely counterintuitive to every single thing I pretty much talk about on the podcast. But the reason we're going to be talking about this is because the best way to be able to leave the classroom is to be more efficient while in the classroom. This is going to allow you to spend more time focused on your exit strategy and possibly your side hustle. So in order to do that, we need to determine how you can accomplish everything you need to in less time so you're able to leave as soon as your contracted hours are complete. And of course, this means we need to narrow down those best time management tips because good time management skills don't just happen by accident. But you're in luck because that is exactly what this podcast episode is all about. We're going to discuss how to determine your most important tasks even when everything feels equally important, how to set boundaries so your professional life doesn't bleed over into your personal life, and how to successfully and consistently apply these tips in order to leave the classroom. So if you're ready, let's do it. Welcome to the Classroom Exit Strategies Podcast, a podcast for teachers who are thinking about leaving the classroom or starting a side hustle to grow into a self-sustaining business. My name is Jennifer Holt, and I'm here to provide you with strategic action steps designed to help you leave the classroom on your terms. Time management tip number one, determine your most important tasks. Have you ever felt like you worked all day, but yet you feel as if you accomplished absolutely nothing? Yeah, I think we all feel that way a little more often than we care to admit. But do you want to know a secret? The reason you feel that way is because you don't actually know what important tasks you need to be working on each day. Think about it. You know you want to improve your spiritual health. And each day, you make a passing comment that sounds something like, I need to get closer to the Lord. But then you go throw in another load of laundry, load the dishwasher, and then you're flipping on the TV to watch another show on Netflix. Or maybe you want to help a student who's struggling with multiplication. But when you get to school, you're bombarded with needing to make your lesson plans, an impromptu admin visit, and an unexpected IEP meeting you have to attend. The tough part is, these things weren't planned, and yet they are all definitely still important. But by the time you put out those fires, your brain is tired and you don't have the capacity to think about the other things that you actually needed to do that day. So you go through the day just attending to the most immediate tasks that present themselves and ignore the things that you feel are the most important. But what can you do to change this habitual cycle of feeling overwhelmed by your circumstances? Well, the first thing you need to do is create a list and not just a sticky note that you're going to misplace or lose. You need to determine which specific tasks must be accomplished, even if nothing else worthwhile happens that day, because these are your most important tasks. If you start your day without knowing the most important tasks for that day, you're at the mercy of your circumstances and emotions. Consider this scenario. You decide that reading your Bible and praying are the most important tasks you need to accomplish that day. So you set your alarm early to get up before everyone else. Your alarm goes off, you decide to make yourself a piece of toast, and you grab your Bible. About that time, your toddler walks up behind you and you notice her pants are wet. You run to her room and help her change her PJs while you strip her bed. As you're walking back through the kitchen, you smell smoke and remember your toast, which has completely burned. To say you're not really in a spiritual frame of mind is a gross understatement. But because you determined ahead of time that this task was important, you push through those feelings and do the task because you need to. Now, I say all of that to say this. When we don't know 
our most important tasks, they are guaranteed to get overlooked as soon as the most immediate things throw themselves into our path. So what can you do? Well, that brings me to your first action step. Determine three things you want to accomplish each day. That's it. Write those things down on a task list the day before so they're ready to be tackled as soon as you wake up or get to work the next day. Then, even when things go haywire, because they will, you know that you need to accomplish those three things before you go to bed the next night. Time management tip number two, set deadlines. Every job has specific due dates, whether that be when a project needs to be completed, when reports need to be turned in, or when money needs to be paid. And these deadlines are what keep us on track for getting that project finished, writing that report, or transferring the money. The truth is, deadlines create urgency and cause us to take action. But what happens when you don't have a due date or a deadline? Well, this answer is going to absolutely blow your mind you make one. Now, I do this with my coaching clients all the time. We set specific deadlines for certain tasks to be completed. And just like that, we've created urgency. Typically, we discuss the big project my client wants to tackle during our time together, like creating a course, setting up freebies and email automations, starting a website, or whatever they want to finally do. And because each coaching cycle is 12 weeks, we have our first deadline of 12 weeks from that meeting. Then we work backwards to determine what smaller tasks tasks we need to accomplish in order to achieve the end result in our desired time frame. Without a time limit, none of us feel pressure to spend our free time today working on a task that we can just put off until tomorrow. That's why even the small tasks get neglected because we just don't feel like working on them right now. Then a day turns into a week. A week turns into a month, and a month turns into never. And that huge course you wanted to create, that TPT shop you wanted to open, or that website you've been trying to get started on for over a year never comes to fruition. So what can you do? Well, that brings us to action step number two. Decide what you want or need to accomplish. It doesn't matter how big or how small. Then set a deadline and tell someone about the deadline so you'll actually follow through. Share it with a friend, a coworker, or even on social media. If you have have no one you can share your deadline with, then hop over to Instagram and share your deadline with me over at Classroom Exit Strategies so I can hold you accountable. Time management tip number three, set boundaries. Just as deadlines are important, boundaries are equally important. Now, this is an interesting dynamic because intuitively, we think of having a deadline as working as long as needed to complete a task, but we think of boundaries as the designated time we're going to be leaving work each day. So how can these two actually work together? Well, I'm really glad you asked because the problem isn't with deadlines and boundaries. It's with our understanding of those words' definitions. You see, the purpose of a deadline isn't to ignore it until the 11th hour. The point is to know when a project needs to be completed so that we can break down each component into manageable parts leading up to the full project completion. This gives us enough space to get everything related to that deadline accomplished without having to compromise our boundaries. But when we put off tasks, this is exactly what ends up happening. Procrastination creates an emergency that leaves you without enough time to complete the project you were delegated. On the other hand, if we set up a distinct boundary regarding what hours we will be at work, then we know exactly how much time we will need to accomplish each task before the deadline. So instead of our work-life balance being non-existent, we suddenly realize setting boundaries is the best thing we've ever done because we are now in control of our schedule. No extra
extra time needs to be spent at school because we have set clear goals for what we will be completing and when we will do those things. We have designated specific office hours and we will abide by those times. And we have spent our allotted time on the tasks that need our attention. So that begs the question, will there be times you choose to deviate from your boundaries? Well, the truth is it's up to you. I think if a boundary has been set, it should be honored. However, I also understand that there are exceptions to just about every rule. And in this situation, an emergency may appear that requires you to set the boundary aside. There will be required professional development meetings, parent-teacher conferences, and other activities that you have to attend as stated in your teaching contract. But the key is to understand that outside of those additional commitments specifically mandated by your district, you get to determine the amount of time you will devote to these tasks. Just be mindful as you consider shifting your boundary lines because as soon as you disregard a boundary, it will be easy to fall back into old habits. And that brings us to action step number three. Determine what boundaries you need to set from when you leave school to how much access you give parents. If you aren't sure where to begin, be sure to check out episode number 15, How to Set Boundaries as a Teacher Before You Leave the Classroom. It has so many actionable steps that will get you moving in the right direction. Time management tip number four, create a daily checklist. If there are daily tasks you need to accomplish, one of the best ways to make them happen is with a daily checklist. This will guarantee you don't forget things in the hustle and bustle of your day. I have a checklist that I recently created that includes taking my vitamins, collagen, phytonutrients, drinking water, and exercise. To me, these are not just important tasks. They are non-negotiables for my physical health. Most of them, excluding the exercise, only take Take about a minute or less to do each day, but they are just as easy to do as they are not to do, which is why I have them on a checklist. Seeing that checklist is a visual reminder to do those things first thing in the morning, or otherwise I might forget to do them at the end of the day. Now, a great place for you to start would be with a classroom checklist. Perhaps you need to turn off your computer, unplug your diffuser, sweep your floors, switch your special schedule, add tomorrow's date to the board, and make sure the chairs are on the desks each day. Sure, you've done these tasks a thousand times, but wouldn't it be better to have that list of tasks right on your desk so you know you haven't forgotten anything? Having a daily checklist also opens up mental space for you because instead of trying to remember the 12 things you do before you go home, you just have to glance at your list. Action step number four, create a daily checklist and then laminate it. This is a simple way to avoid having to make a million copies and it allows you to check off your list using a dry erase marker. At the end of the day, just erase it and it's ready for tomorrow's daily activities. And that brings us to time management tip number five, use your time wisely. Now this may sound like a completely ludicrous addition to our time management tips for teachers list, but the truth is we all should occasionally audit our work ethic. It's easy to get into a lesson planning slump and just decide we're going to wing it. I get it. I know how tiresome teaching can be. But I also know that if you use your planning time wisely, you can get to the end of the school day and actually be able to leave once your students are gone because you made the best use of time during school hours. Then you can leave and actually have a home life that doesn't include a bag full of extra work and ungraded papers. So establish set time slots for various tasks you know you need to complete daily, weekly, next week, and even into the coming weeks. Then use that time for the specific task you have listed 
listed on your most important tasks list. If you focus on accomplishing the things on that list, then every day you will spend the necessary class time on teaching and your planning time on grading, preparing math activities, updating your bulletin boards, restructuring your small groups, instituting a new classroom management plan, and whatever else you might need to do. Trust me when I tell you accepting this fact and actually doing it is going to be one of the best time management techniques you will implement in your life. It won't require a lot of time, but it will require you to be honest with yourself. Action step number five, do an honest evaluation of your time at school. Are you using your time wisely or could you do a better job of focusing on school tasks while at school? The key to making progress is acknowledging where you can make positive changes. The truth is teaching is a demanding job that requires a tremendous amount of work and that translates into a lot of expended time and energy. And this is even more true if you're in your first year of teaching, but it is manageable by implementing these five tips. So let's recap. One, determine your most important tasks. Two, give yourself realistic deadlines. Three, set appropriate boundaries. Four, create a daily checklist. And five, use your time wisely. If you follow and consistently apply these simple time management techniques, you can learn to love your teaching job again. Or if you know you're ready to leave your teaching career and pursue something different, doing these things gives you the space you need to send out resumes, grow your side hustle, or even research other jobs. Either way, these tips will help you become more productive every single day of the week. Friend, I am so excited to see how you use these tips in your own life. And I'd love for you to share with me over on Instagram at Classroom Exit Strategies. And until next time, thanks for listening to the Classroom Exit Strategies podcast at happyteachermama.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Holt, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode.